Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana Eshen. Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And I'm so happy to be here with you and grateful, so grateful for all the wonderful emails and messages. And I love being in touch with you. So if you want to write to me about anything, please do not hesitate. Top speaker at yahoo.com. So here we are on a beautiful sunny day, this sun glancing off the leaves in front of my window in the woods. I'm still in the woods, <laughs> but only for a few more weeks. And then I return to a new home back in Manhattan, coming and going. Felt like a homeless monk out here in the, in the, in the woods, in the hut. Of course, I've been quarantining with one of my sons, so I'm not exactly a monk. And there is family down the road, but yet also a homeless one. That's a very, very, very pivotal notion in Zen, the homeless one. They call the monk the homeless one. He or she who has left home. I love that concept. Who are they? There's a koan about that. There's a beautiful teaching about that, too, that my teacher always used to say. He would say, one has left home and is ever on the way. Another has not left home, but is not on the way. What is he referring to, being on the way and leaving home and being homeless? homeless. So interesting. And I think what that really refers to on the first level is not being attached on a very plain level to home, to possessions, to family. By the way, not being attached to family doesn't mean not loving our family. Many people make that mistake in thinking, oh, Zen is cold, very cold. Don't be attached to anything. No, 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 it's not cold. That's a misunderstanding of the word attachment. And this is a very important point to get straight. Because we often mistake attachment for caring or for love. If we say, oh, I can't live without you. That means I love you. Uh uh-uh. uh. That doesn't mean you love someone. It means you're clinging to them, you're attached to them, you're dependent upon them. And in the Zen world, the Zen practice, dependency, leaning, clinging is not love. It's actually a source of great pain and sorrow and fear. Because when we're clinging to something or someone, leaning on them for our dependency, security for our sense of self-worth, then we're terrified of losing, oh my God, what happens if that person rejects me? What happens if I lose that person? I'll be devastated. What happens if I lose my home? That's what the word home means in that context. Oh my God, I'll be alone. I'll be abandoned. I won't have a place to go. And therefore, we come with the concept the homeless one, meaning the one who is not clinging, clinging, dependent upon externals to feel at home. It points a little deeper to where is your true home. So there's one who leaves home but is not on the way, or one leaves home and is ever on the way. 
but we're talking about leaving our, our real home, not our external home. When we leave our true home, our true center, our true self, then we're not on the way. We're, we're quite abandoned then. It's all the opposite of what we would think. So the homeless one can mean two things here. It can mean one who is not attached and is there forever on the way. You could be a householder and be a homeless one. You could be a monk and be a homeless one, which means your external conditions are not what make the absolute difference. What makes the difference is your inner state of mind, your inner being. You can live with many, many family members around you and love them dearly, but not be attached to them, not cling to them to meet your needs, which we do, sadly. You know, I'm not judging it. I'm not saying it's bad. It's what, it's what human beings do, but I am saying it does cause a great deal of pain to ourselves and others and a great deal of fear and discomfort. Because people change, our needs change, everything keeps changing. And the deepest truth is we don't and can't fulfill our needs. Our need for safety, for security, for love, for wholeness, for value, for meaning in our life. That doesn't get fulfilled through another person. It seems so, though. It seems so. And therefore, we set up safe havens all over the place, a home, a place we can go and be safe and be, be loved in, be familiar with things. In. And me too. I'm looking forward to actually returning and having an, I had another apartment now. I had to give up my old one. and putting all my books out and having everything in a kind of order. No room for that here. Couldn't lean on all these books. I have them. Some of them are in boxes. Some of them are on shelves. But I can't. And that's, I'm, I'm gonna, it's much better here not to lean on all those books. Enough. It's just me and the trees. A few little things here and there in this little. Actually, it's a real little Zen hut here. I mean, I've been in for almost five months. And I actually love so much about it. So returning is a mixed, it's a mixed experience. I do need to return somehow. I feel that. Put a lot of cushions on the floor, make room for others to come when the time is right and sit together again and release together and be together in person when the time is right. And now we do it on Zoom. But also, it's a very interesting koan. One has left home but it's not on the way. Because even though they may have left their external home, become a monk, they just may be very attached to being a monk and to the monastery and to the rituals and so forth. Not to say those are not beautiful, beautiful experiences, but again, it's the attachment that's the danger. And it's easy, easy for all of us to become attached to what is familiar to what is comes day by day to make us feel that this world is real and will be here forever. <laughs> that is truly what we want. We want to be here forever. And we want to know where we are and what's going on. It's human. It's human. And yet, it's the substratum, the basis of so much fundamental anxiety and fear and bad dreams 
and bad relationships and all these upsetting events, it's the basis of it because deep down we know. We don't know where we are. We know it can all be gone in a moment and will be gone in a moment. It will at some point. It will. And we know that. And I think all of this coronavirus is bringing all of that so much to the forefront. Anybody at any moment, that's the sense, can get this. Many do not succumb. Some do. We don't know who will, who won't. But that's really a paradigm for our life in general, in general. It's, it's what happens. We don't know. Any moment, anything. God forbid. We say God forbid. We pray. We do many things. We want some practices really focus. Please, please keep us well. Thank you. Blessing each other. And that's all beautiful. It's wonderful. We want a good life, a beautiful life, so to speak. But the Zen way is to include everything as a good life. Even the pain. Even the shocks. Even the loss. The sudden loss of what we thought was so good. See, that's inevitable in our life. It's inevitable. We block it out. We try to pretend it isn't. And we, we, but it is. Deep down we know that it is. This is a life is like a, a flash of light, as it says in the Diamond Sutra. A dewdrop. It is thus to be regarded. Mm. I, you know, personally, frankly, I think until you get much older, I'm much older now, although I don't feel it. I feel like in my teens, but I'm much older. I've, actually, in terms of years of life, which is hard to really absorb, but it's, it's so. I could, let's say I've been here, thank, thankfully, for many, many moments, many years, and I've come to think that maybe one can't really even see that life is a dewdrop until you get quite a bit older. And you get closer and closer, and you wonder. And you know it's time to really understand more and more deeply, where am I going? And you know it's time to make a sense of healing and peace with all your relationships here and with spirit. Whatever name you want to give to it, you could call it Mu, you could call it the universe, you can call it God, you can call it, in Zen we don't usually use that word, but it's this, all the same word. It's the same idea. To make our deep acknowledgements to this life we've been given and to our deep thanks and to purify, to release all the fear, the anger, the resentment. So it's a journey. We have a journey here. We have work to do. That's called Dharma practice. But that's Zen practice. We sit on the cushion and all by itself so much dissolves. Oh my goodness, I really have to say I could never, never have lived such an amazing and a a beautiful life without my precious Zen practice, the Zazen. So many, many days were just transformed into great appreciation for everything, including very hard times that came and very beautiful times that came. I don't think I ever could have held it all without sitting, sitting, sitting. That's just me, not everyone. 
But that, as I said, I think last podcast, why I feel so deeply the need to share it and the desire to share it, because it's a precious jewel. It's a mysteriously incredible precious jewel, this practice of sitting, of zazen, and of looking, looking, being with the, with the reality of our life, looking into the depth of it, being willing to encounter all aspects of it, with open arms and open eyes. That itself is the heart of this teaching, open arms and open eyes. Open eyes to see everything, not reject it, not open arms, not rejecting it, not hating it, not using it for our own personal particular ends, like not using a relationship or a home or a place to keep us safe, but using it to have open arms and open eyes, maybe share, share, to grow. Everything, every moment is in practice. There's no question about that. Every moment is a teaching coming to us. It's definitely true, definitely true. And all it takes is for us to realize that and to be open arms, open eyes, to be receptive to it to be willing to absorb it, to see it, to engage, not to run away, not to insist that life conforms to our wishes, which it never will. You know, many practices are, you can manifest this, you can manifest that, you know, and that's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? If you just focus on manifesting this, that, the other thing, that's fine. But all of those things you manifest will appear and disappear. That's the deep point of Zen. They will, so why do you want to cling to them? You can enjoy a manifestation, of course. But we don't enjoy when it leaves, when it fades. Unless it's a very painful manifestation. So Zazen asks us, this practice asks us to go deeper. Let's go a little deeper. Let's see, what, is, what are these manifestations really? Where are they coming from? And where are they going to? And who is this one who thinks they are manifesting them? Very important and very charming and very meaningful questions, all of which we take for granted. You know, we take so much for granted. Everything, we take everything for granted. I had a delicious breakfast this morning. Even me, I took it for granted. Even though I, by that, when I say even me, which means I, I dedicate myself to open arms, open eyes, to practice, practice. But even with that dedication, so much I take for granted. That's what I mean. Not that I'm special, because I'm totally not. Believe me, I promise you that. Altogether, journey, journeymen, travelers, travelers on this earth for a few moments only. All of us together traveling, journeying. You know, there's a beautiful, beautiful saying that if we all saw that everyone is going to die, how could we ever be mean to anyone? Unkind was the word they used. How could we ever be unkind to anyone if we all saw that everyone, everything, is here for a moment and is going to leave? No, no, no need for unkindness, not at all. All the raging, the unkindness, 
all of that that we encounter in our lives. That comes from the deep fear that people have, the lack of wisdom, the lack of realizing where they are, what this world is, and the consequences for all kinds of behavior. Lack of awareness, profound lack of awareness. And that is why we say, open your eyes, open your mind. Just be willing to receive this world and you will be guided, you will be taught, you will be instructed, and you will be surprised. And believe it or not, even the sad times then, they will be different. They'll be sad. It's not saying they won't be sad, of course. But they'll be different. You'll hold them in a different way. So just try and see and thank you, thank you for listening. And as I said, the... If you want to have a, have a conversation or a little email exchange, my email address is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And you might enjoy my latest book, which is Zen Play, Instructions on Being Fully Alive. People are enjoying it a lot. And also the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Thank you again, and I'll, I'll be with you next week. Hopefully, (laughs) I plan to, but we'll see. Okay, take good care and everything good to all of you. Have a wonderful day. Bye.